it's uh, always an honor to connect with uh, with you and uh, and uh, you know really great job with uh, everything that you've been doing with uh, just your efforts on like educating people about like recruiting and just uh, you know just just life in, in school and outside of school in general Matt so you know keep up the keep up the great work appreciate it man <laughs> of course so I appreciate you coming on to the podcast because I really wanted to get a little bit of your insight since uh, I know you had a pretty interesting career so far. I know you're not really too far into your career just yet, but um, I know that you really decided to go ham into the crypto space, especially with my crypto world. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, man. So uh, my crypto world was really just kind of uh, created as a, just as an outlet um, to just be able to share more about like, uh, you know, just digital assets, cryptocurrency, blockchain, I, like I came across, uh, you know, crypto and, and Bitcoin in, in particular back in 2016 when I was a student at CSUN. And, uh, you know, since that time, it's always just been like this, like this intrigue and, and uh, this, you know, interest in, in kind of like understanding what, what this technology, the blockchain really means and, you know, what the potential impact is for the world. So being able to have a page where I can, you know, share different things that I come across with people is, uh, is a great thing. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I remember back on, in college, like maybe around like 2016, 2017, you were probably one of the first people I heard really talk about it. And then it just mm-hmm. became the next wave. So it's pretty interesting oh, yeah. that you decided to make that a really big focal point of your career. So what really got you into thinking ahead in the sense of uh, what's coming next, what the, um, what the the next wave would be, especially since I know you were started as an accounting major. So what made you decide to go ahead and go look into that space while you were doing accounting? Um, you know, I think the biggest part was just curiosity. And uh, for me, it's always been, you know, like when I went back to school, I was a non-traditional college student. So I went back to school at 25. And at that time, I, you know, decided to get into business and, and you know, through like having conversations with people around me and, and getting advice, I decided to go into accounting. But you know, once I started kind of learning a little bit about like blockchain and, and thinking about what the future of the workforce was going to look like, um, for me, it was a, a, at first a, just a curiosity and, and wanting to understand, um, you know, what, what like, you know, what the future profession is going to be and how I can prepare myself for, um, uh, uh, you know, just being able to have the skills necessary to, to, to be in that world, you know, and um when I started off at PwC uh, as a, you know, first year, it was a really great opportunity as a digital accelerator to, you know, learn about uh, technology. And, and I got exposed to other, you know, emerging tech, like learning about AI and machine learning and um, data visualization became like my specialty. That's what, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis a lot of times. But even beyond that, just getting, you know, exposure to different types of tools like, you know, all tricks and learning about uh, ETL and learning about, you know, Power Query and all these different cool things that you could do with Excel. I was, you know, really just blown away by the by the power of that. You know, so a big part of it is just like day to day. It's how do you find efficiencies in your in your life? How do you make life easier? How do you simplify things? How do you, you know, make things easier? And then, you know, uh, and then also just the curiosity and wanting to learn and you know, tink- like just tinker with things and you know, engineer and stuff. You know. Yeah. I'd say that's definitely a pretty big asset, especially in today's world where everything just consistently changes day to day. So you always have to be adaptable and looking into what comes next, what 
what do I need to know? What can I know or do better? So it's pretty like um, amazing that you already had started thinking about that earlier on back in the day before everybody else was. So that being said, what kind of led you or influenced you into kind of even choosing to major in accounting and then to even work in corporate? Like, you know, you started at PwC and you did some time at RSM as well. So I was wondering, what were some of your considerations when it came to like choosing your career? Yeah, um, you know, as a as a student, um, I mentioned earlier, like I was a kind of a non traditional college student. So um, I, I got into accounting just from you know I was talking to I was setting up a bank account at Chase. I remember, and uh, uh, the the you know person the rep that I was talking to at the time was like you know asked me about you know what I was doing and I said I was going to school he asked me what I was studying I said business he said do you do you know what you want to you know specialize in or, or kind of like you know area that you want to get a specialty in and I was like really unsure I've, I've always uh, wanted to be an entrepreneur I've been doing sales my first job was at 14 I've, I've, I've been doing sales uh, since I was a kid I, I joke sometimes but I, I pretty much have sold that you know like anything you could imagine I've done it and sales and stuff like you know and I and I loved it it taught me a lot so like for me I wanted to do business and get into like you know something that would be entrepreneurial or managerial or something like that but he recommended like specializing in in a more technical area so I took an accounting class did really well there so I kind of went with accounting but also had an opportunity to get a second major so um I at CSUN I I graduated with another bachelor's in uh, finance and so like my I realized like finance is one of like the coolest subjects ever, by the way, it's like such an interesting topic and, you know, all the professors were like super accomplished and everything. So it was just really great, like learning from them. And, you know, we managed like a $3 million portfolio in one of the classes, which is really cool, like real money. And, you know, just like, just kind of thinking about stuff like that. So it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty impressive. I mean, aside from just double majoring, I think a really big part of getting into even understanding what you'd like and what you don't like and what you want to do as a career is doing, you know, and having some experiences and just taking on internships, doing projects. And I think you're a pretty good example of that because aside from any kind of internship, I've always known you to be more so of a go-getter because I know you founded the CBS Club on campus, uh, which is short for the CSUN Blockchain Society. And um, I think those kinds of initiatives are really what drives careers forward or drives a lot of forward thinking. So back in not necessarily just college, but your time now or any point in your career, um, what struggle did you really have with um, not not really deciding on the career, but more so sticking with it? It's a great question. Um, you know, I would say. The biggest one for me initially in my career was the imposter or the imposter syndrome. I, I suffered from it greatly. Um, you know, I felt like coming into a financial services, you know, industry, working in a, you know, the at the time, like, you know, one of the, you know, largest, uh, and it still is actually one of the largest accounting firms in the world. And so just like being, you know, kind of put into that situation was, uh, was a really like a big, you know, shock for me just because I wasn't accustomed to being in that type of environment. And, and, and a lot of times when I'd hear, you know, or like a partner speak or something like I, I always like, like I'm a firm believer in like, you know, always like being, you know, be the position that you want later on, you know, be the, be the person that you want to be later on in life, you know? So like, even as an intern, I would always like, 
you know, I would always like have that attitude, but deep down inside, I would always like have like this doubt that would kind of like hinder me from being able to really, you know, excel as, as, as much as I could. And, and I struggled with it a little bit in the beginning with just kind of feeling like, oh, maybe I don't belong in this industry. Maybe I'm not smart enough. I would, you know, in tax, I was working with some of the most, you know, brilliant people I could, I could, you could imagine. And, and you're working on these like really interesting projects and, you know, there's people that are like, like just incredibly like knowledgeable and talented. And, and for me at first, I was like, man, you know, this is like, man, I really don't fit in. Like, maybe this is not for me. Like, maybe I should, you know, rethink this whole thing. But, you know, fast forward later on, um, you know, just from like persevering and, and taking initiatives to want to like go after things that I'm interested in and everything, I became, you know, a subject matter expert in, in digital, like visualizations of data and things like that. And I became the person that those people that I would actually look at, like, wow, these people are such, you know, brilliant people, they would come to me and they would ask for help on, on visualizations and on projects and things. So like that completely, like, you know, made me realize more and more that I belong there. And then the more I got involved within the firms and stuff, like with um, different, um, you know, at, at RSM, very cool that we have uh, ENG groups, which are basically like uh, employee uh, groups that are uh, focused on different types of, uh, you know, initiatives, diversity and things like that. And so, you know, just being like plugged into that made me realize that, you know what, there's a lot more diversity within these organizations than, than I than I had you know, initially thought within myself. And so, you know, the possibilities are, are endless. Like I could do whatever I want with my career or whatever I want to do with within life. And those limitations that I put on myself are only there because I put them there. So if I decide not to put them there or remove them, then I can move forward and, and do great things. So, mm. yeah, you hit on a lot of points that I definitely are. I'm always harping on and on about, about just, I feel as though Many times we are our own obstacles, aside from whatever situation or bad hand or decent hand that we get dealt. It's up to us how we want to play it going forward, because you can always start to switch up your hand and just get more and more control of your own life or your own um, career and destiny. So I would also say um, or ask, really, would you feel like it, the coming from a non-target school kind of hindered you a bit or do you feel like it just um opened your eyes to a bit more or how did that really influence your career thus far you know that's a another really great question and you know i think like i when i came to csun uh i didn't know about target schools or like i didn't really have that in like that uh that exposure right i didn't think about like career and all the like old school, like, you know, traditional, you know, implications of, of going to a different place and pedigree and all that stuff. Like, I didn't know about any of that. Like, I, I just came there because it was convenient for music. I'm a commuter. I was working at the time. I was trying to, you know, pay myself, work my way through college and all this stuff. And, uh, and so I came to CSUN. And so like later on, it was like, oh, well, you know, I started learning about all of the, you know, things. And, and, and I personally, at, at, at first, I kind of was like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then, Later on, you know, when I started kind of going through the whole like, you know, careers, job searching and things, I kind of felt like maybe that is, you know, something that does matter. Um, but then fast forwarding to after I started my career to where I'm at today, and it absolutely doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, because at the end of the day, like you could have all of the pedigree, you could have the titles, you could have all of that stuff. But you don't have those skills that are important to be able to work with people. You don't know how to be a decent human being. People don't like working with you or, you know, you're just like all of these like uh, shortcomings that people, you know, might have, um, then, you know, it's, it's a different experience. So I think at the end of the day, it's not, 
it's not the job that you have that matters. It's the job that you do that counts. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I would have definitely have to agree with that. So then yeah. given the light of just your entire pathway so far and just your mentality overall, what kind of advice would you give, I'd say, entry-level professionals, people looking for their first entry-level job or people who are um, unemployed by the pandemic or just students and they're kind of like looking to graduate from college and looking for their first job? Yeah, um, and that's a... Apologize for that. Uh, that's a that's a wide spectrum of uh, different people, but I would say like a general advice for all would be you know like be confident in yourself, and when you're going in, like when you're looking and, and everything like that, when you're when you're trying to find your job and your career. Um, but when you're there, like the most important thing is once you're once your foot is in that door, it's up to you to be able to you know go as far as you want to go you know, and, and be what you want to be there within that organization, whatever, like you find value in, um, you're able to get that. But I think the most important thing is just being yourself and letting others know who you are, like little simple things. Like it could be like, if you're on a video conference or whatever, right. Or if you're like on a zoom call or a WebEx, right. Have your camera on. Like, even if you're a brand new person, have your camera on. And another thing that I would do also is, make sure to speak up always, right? In every situation, it could be in a meeting and it could be a meeting with like 10 people, five people or a hundred people, but ask a question. Don't be, don't be quiet. Don't be, you know, don't blend in with the crowd. Don't do what everyone else is doing because that's what everyone else is doing. Be you, you know, that's like, for me, that has helped me a lot. Um, I've met a lot of really interesting people. I've been able to have like incredible conversations and build relationships with people that I, normally would have never ever had the opportunity to connect with had I not been at those organizations that I was at or those places where I was at. But speaking up was, a, was what allowed me to be able to make those connections. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, I would say that's like the main ones there. Yeah, that's definitely some solid advice. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people understand that mentally, but until you're really in that situation, like somebody telling you be yourself, it doesn't make as much sense until you're in a situation where it really is being tested of a, of you just being kind of more true to yourself or being whoever that you are. Dude, absolutely, man. Listen, I couldn't agree more. And I mentioned earlier, like how I did sales before. So like that helped me a lot, right? Like being in sales helped me be able to like kind of, you know, put up like, a, you know, just being able to deal with like, re like a rejection when someone tells you no or all these things that that helps you a lot. But like little things, like you could take like classes in debate, you could take public speaking classes, that's super helpful. I took a lot of those. Um, and then even like little random things, like I, I like before the pandemic, I started uh, comedy, stand-up comedy, right? And that was like, for me, like, I, like I'm a, like a very reserved person naturally, but I was like doing comedy helped me to be a little bit more, you know, and it's just like random. So you could learn from anywhere, but it's a, it's a process that you're going to constantly, you know, get better in and, and, and improve. We're always learning. No one's perfect. You know? Yeah. No, that's definitely true. I mean, pretty much, uh, I appreciate you kind of coming on to the podcast and sharing a little bit more about your experience and just even oh, giving that, sure. that advice and being able to elaborate on it a bit. Um, it was great having you and I definitely have a lot more questions for you, but I think we're kind of running a bit out of time. Yep. No problem at all, man. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, yep. If, uh, anyone's interested in crypto and, uh, blockchain and digital asset, you know, information, follow me on Instagram, uh, my crypto world. Oh, with a zero. Nice.
right? And I'll also be linking that in the description below for anybody that wants to go ahead and check that out as well. Thanks a lot, Alula. Awesome. All right, Mom and Dad, have a great evening, brother.